listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast, exploring all things on the Great British Baking Show, with your hosts, Alison Roche and Lisa Vukmirovic. Hey everyone, I'm Alison. And I'm Lisa, and we're the Soggy Bottom Girls, and it's Biscuit Week, or Cookie yeah, you, Week, or whatever you want to say. <laughs> would you say that cookies are your forte? Yes, of course. That's yeah, for yeah. a long time. That's all I could make. So yes, I am the cookie lady. I am known amongst my children's friends. I always make cookies. I bring cookies to school. <laughs> yes. I think it's just, it's an easy thing to make, right? But they showed us this week. That's not <laughs> always the case. I wish she lived in my neighborhood because I do not have a cookie lady. Um, oh, I'll I'll call yeah, kids in so, from the yard. Get up here and get some cookies. I know, I know. you're sweet, <laughs> sweet and generous. Um, yeah. So the signature challenge this week was 36 savory biscuits. Yes, and I have never made a savory um, biscuit, even though I would love to, because it has I, cheese and onions and rosemary and all things delicious. I think once upon a time, I maybe made a homemade cracker and maybe my sister has made them a time or two, but I never, I never think about making crackers until biscuit week when they do make some good ones like Martha's goat's cheese sandwich biscuits with caramelized onion. That sounds incredible. And it's so funny because I think well, I don't, I would never buy a cookie, you know, when I can make cookies, but have you ever thought, oh, I'm not going to buy this box of crackers because I'm going (laughs) to make my own crackers. No, we make our own crackers. Never. Although with Norman and his farthing biscuits, (laughs) three, three ingredients, he kind of made it seem like it was possible, huh? Yes. Yes, absolutely. But at the same time, I'm like, eh, maybe a little bit boring. Come on, Norman. Yeah, I did think it was interesting how excited they were. You know, Sue, the host, is saying, oh, you could sell those tomorrow. And Paul loved them, and they thought they were sort of perfect. And isn't that interesting that they're so simple? Um, But, yes. When you use the best ingredients. Yeah, it may come back to him, though. I think it does. Foreshadowing. Um. There were actually really great flavors coming out of this. Jordan even. Jordan brings his own sourdough starter. Um, He has chili. He has cheese. Three different types of chilies in there. I actually thought those sounded interesting as well. Um, Paul thought they tasted burnt. And I think Jordan disagreed with him. But I can imagine it would be so hard to bake those things because they're so thin and you want right. them to be brown and crispy, of course. And another minute, and they're, I like it when they use the word caught. It's caught a little bit rather than, yes. <laughs> rather than burnt. Because yep. to us, burnt is black, right? The bottom of your cookie is right. black. Right. But to them, caught just means overbaked. Right. Just a mm-hmm. little overbrowned. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I like that term. I do too. Um, Richard, one of my favorites, he made poppy seed and rosemary crackers. Um, I think he had quite a nice little display there. Um, they said it would go with well with cheese and that they were well balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, even Diana, well, she didn't execute them all. She made these Parmesan and chive triangles. 
Those were so uh, thick. Didn't you? I felt like she, among everybody, you know, I'm not sure she followed the brief to, to quote my friend, Paul. It yeah. just, they were so, so, so thick. They were. And yes, they almost looked like what we would call biscuit here. Mm-hmm, you know, or a scone. A, a Southern biscuit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But still Parmesan. Come on. I'll eat it. Uh, Kate also made a Parmesan and apple biscuit. Um, I'm sorry. That, that ticked me off. Her stupid <laughs> apple slices on the top. Yes. I'm like, this, I mean, I love cheese and fruit. I'll take a piece of cheese and eat it with a piece of apple. Of course. Sure. You put an apple slice on top of your delicious Parmesan. Of course, it's going to be soft. There's liquid in fruit, Kate. Come on. Use your head. (laughs) I feel like I'm watching sports, but I'm like, don't put that apple on there. You know, it's going to make it soggy. What's the matter? And I think it, it made it, it didn't look nice. You know, that like, dried out looking apple on the top. I don't know. Sorry. It's I'm giving Kate too much grief. I was imagining it sort of being in between like super. Uh, Cause I like dried apples as mm-hmm. a little snacky thing, Sure, sure. but that was very in between just rubbery looking. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that was just sort of like, what can I do to push the envelope, stand out a little bit, separate myself from the pack. Yep. Right. It didn't work. They they didn't they didn't think they were executed well. I um, they said it was underbaked, but honestly, I don't know how you ever could have gotten that bake right with that apple mm-hmm, on top. That's mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. just my never to be humble opinion. Well, and how was the apple was it sticking on the parmesan, I guess? I was just imagining them sort of set there and falling as you took a bite, but Yeah, and awkwardly you'd eat it so awkwardly, you know what I mean? Yes. Little clumsy. Little clumsy. Um, Louis also had one that I thought sounded really, really good. Uh, mm-hmm. Black olive and rosemary with caramelized onion glaze. Um, lovely flavors, but three minutes from perfection. That is That's so just tall. a stab to the heart. I know. Always. What a, Always. Mm-hmm. But he did well. I, uh, caramelized onions, man. Mm. Put those on I made, anything. I made turkey burgers the other night with... It was a garlic aioli and caramelized onion, and I could have just had a caramelized onion burger. It was so good, so Delicious. good. You're so gourmet. Yeah. Sounds super Um good. Chetna. So she's pulling out a recipe that's from her family, right, and or her mom. Um, fenugreek and carom crackers. They were aromatic, of course, but what is fenugreek? Okay, I looked this up, and I'm super confused by it, and I doubt I'll ever see this herb, spice, whatever it is. It says says it's like in the clover family, but it tastes like maple syrup. Like, what? what? Yeah. And then the carom, they tried to explain the flavor of that, and it was like, oh, it's tastes like cumin no it tastes like thyme no it tastes like oregano no it tastes like anise all these different things and I'm like I think carom probably has its own very unique flavor so I would imagine it had just a teensy bit of sweetness to it with that maple syrup flavor and then just Uh very herby with all of that you know cumin thyme oregano anise I don't know it sounds very exotic to me 
Miss Indiana? I feel like I've seen Fenugreek. And now, of course, I will have to look. I'm sure it's on Amazon. Um, I want to try it now. Clover family. But I, I would have liked to try that, actually. If it really does taste like maple syrup, think of all the things you could use it in. Yeah. Instead of maple syrup, you know, just to give it that flavor, like with some bacon or right, some right. caramelized oh, yeah. onions. No just saying. So, yeah, I liked all of these, you know, except for probably Kate. They all looked amazing. And I'm, again, I'm not a big rye fan, but Nancy's looked good. Right. Fennel and rye flour biscuit kind of... um uh, not generic, but straightforward, I guess mm-hmm. is what I mean to say. And yep. Mary thought it was exactly right. There you go. Uh, Ian made a fig and zatar. Um, also, I have seen that, but I'm not really familiar with that spice either. Uh, they thought it was too pungent, too powerful. You see zatar um, quite a bit on, on the baking show, I feel like. Someone's, yeah. someone's using it as an exotic spice. It's mm-hmm. a blend. It's a spice blend. Oh, is it? Mm, I, I believe. <laughs> I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Uh, let's see. I think the only one left is Enzor. Enzor. We can't say it. Let's just, I'm you so know what? Sorry. Let's be so like sorry. Samantha on Bewitched, or not Samantha, um, you know, Endora, who's always Durwood and Dagwood. Yeah. And never saying Darren. We will never say Enwezor's name correctly. Izuar no. made pumpkin and sunflower. I thought, you know, pumpkin and sunflower seeds, yum. But yeah, uh, they thought they were a good texture, but they needed more flavor. Um, yeah, he, uh, I feel like the, when I'm saying it in the line, to check out with my groceries. And if I think of my pin number on my debit card, I suddenly start spinning out and I can't, I'm worried I'm going to re like, I keep, I almost lose my head because I think I'm not going to remember it when I get up there. And I, there's something about his name that does the same thing in my brain. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> Are we going to turn into a mental health I'm um, sorry. podcast now? <laughs> no, you're hilarious. I love it. No, we, yeah, I think he is it. so sweet. And the pictures of him with his four little kids yeah. tugging on him on the floor while he's trying to bake for them. It's just so sweet. But I'm I, sure I he's a apologize. fantastic dad. And like Paul always says, you don't get in the tent unless you're an amazing baker. And yep. so we, he's an amazing baker. He's just not yep. as amazing as Nancy and Richard. Well, let's move on to the technical, which I understand you have some very... Uh, <laughs> personal uh experience with florentine i made some last night i did Mm -hmm. and they are delicious i think i messed them up because they really aren't too lacy they're very very crisp but they didn't come out as lacy as i had hoped so is the laciness from spreading it just so thin okay and what happened for mine i believe because i this is what happens when I see it. Like, let's try to find a good Florentine recipe. So I go to like four different recipes. I'm mm-hmm. like, I like that from that one. And then I pick and choose and then kind of put it together and it doesn't always work. And so I watched a video to see, you know, how long to boil the caramel. And I, I think I might've overcooked the caramel and also 
instead of all chopped nuts, I used a little bit of almond flour. And I think that Mm -hmm. gave it more of a solid bake rather than giving it that laciness that just chopped nuts would have given it because I didn't have enough nuts. So, but again, they're delicious. They came out really nice. And what about the fruit? What did you add for fruit? Um, The original recipe that I found had um, orange zest and that gave it an amazing flavor, like really good. But um, there was nothing else in it. So I chopped Mm -hmm. some dried cranberries because I like orange and cranberry together. We've talked about that before. And that gave it a nice, a nice texture as well and a good flavor and more color, you know? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. So I I would make again. I put my I made mine into little sandwiches with two with the chocolate in the middle. With tempered chocolate, right? I did not temper the chocolate. <laughs> what I have found just for the ease of any chocolate stuff that I'm doing, yeah. um, when it doesn't have to be too fiddly, I make a I put some cream in there. And it mm-hmm. melts it so beautifully. And it it actually will set if you don't put too much cream in. And um, then you don't have to mess with, with the tempering. One of these days, I will temper chocolate. I still have not done it. Mm-hmm. I still have not done it either. So. Yeah. So there you go. Um, did it have the zigzag pattern? You know what? I, <laughs> I tried the thing with the fork. And it just made it look stupid. It made it yeah. look like it made it look like I had messed it up. And having the smooth chocolate, and again, I squished them together because I just wanted to put them away because it was. I started baking at like eight thirty at night, um, and I, I did drag the fork through there. And I'm like, that that doesn't look nice. It looks really amateurish. So I just left it. It's funny you should say that because when I was watching it, I thought the same thing of the bakers. I thought that makes it just kind of look clumsy and like mm-hmm. a child did it i i didn't think it added anything to it yep that's what she wanted and i had to laugh because she um mary said about nancy's a nice forking that had a nice forking. <laughs> like oh mary double entendre but that was funny i so- think <clears throat> everybody i think everybody handled this technical okay um Ian was 11th, Norman 10th, um, Ensor was 9th. And he, I think his big sin was he cut them. Yes. And took the laciness off to make it look You know what's funny? The video that I watched, like the professional baker doing it, she did that. Oh, really? She did that. She said, if you would like all of your Florentines to look exactly the same. Sure. And she, sure. when they were still warm, she punched them out. And I'm like, oh, but the edges are... They're so good. They're so crispy. Right, so, right. Yeah, I guess he wasn't wrong in thinking that that was an okay thing to do. Uh, Chetna was eighth. Diana seventh. Jordan sixth. Martha fifth. Kate fourth. Louis third. Nancy Richard second and first. Three, two, one. Louis, Louis, Nancy, Richard. <laughs> um, those three continue their dominance i think mm-hmm. um and when they foreshadow the showstopper they say that uh here are the strong ones i think they included martha in that as well and said that those four are shining bright mm-hmm. um i like this i liked this i know this falls into the category of 
you know, jumping the shark, so to speak. But I like this showstopper, the 3D biscuit scene that stands up. <laughs> I feel like this showstopper is way more rational than the way, you know, you, you and I, we talk about the self-portrait and making a bust cake of someone famous. Those, those are right. jumping the shark. I feel like, you know, if you can make a gingerbread house, you could probably, well, yeah. you could turn it into a 3D sculpture if you wanted sure. to, you know, sure. and it just doesn't have to be a house. So I think, I feel like this one, yeah, it's doable for anybody who has done a gingerbread house or can make a solid biscuit. So. Sure. I, I think that sometime we should do a show on gingerbread because you are somewhat of an expert in your Indiana state. I, um, I have you been make making lots it. and lots of gingerbread. Yep. For maybe 10 years, I've been making gingerbread houses. Um, I like the challenge of making the house myself rather than buying yeah. it. Um, I love the way it makes my house smell. It's become a thing for me and my daughters to do. We always try to do something different. So yeah, I feel like I've yeah. pretty much nailed how exactly to work with the dough and what the recipe right, is that right. I like. So, and so I feel I like that. when, when I looked at what everybody else was doing, we made a chocolate biscuit. We made a mulled wine biscuit I'm like, boy, that would take a lot of practice to know, mm -hmm. well, put this much mulled wine in there for the flavors and it will still be nice and structurally sound. I guess that's, that would be the issue for me. You know, like when I change the flavor, it's not going to be structurally sound anymore and it's just going to fall and nobody's fell. Right. They right. did amazing. I think they all did do well. And uh, Martha is the one who added mulled wine. And I liked that she added hot chocolate and she mm -hmm. had coffee. And um, she did a ski village, which her mountain for the ski village was so good. So well done. Very um, well done. With the little, the little chairlift, I guess it was, right? Yeah, yeah. Going from the top. Yep, she did a ski village with all types of biscuits that um, you would you would drink those flavors to warm up. I think was her theme, mm -hmm. so like at the at the lodge, right? Whatever. And and she, uh, she they thought it was very well done, superb. Um, and I did too. She made a marshmallow mountain, and I thought it was kind of funny that uh, Diana <laughs> was like looking at it over at her. Uh, making that structure and sort of saying, boy, the young people have a lot of ideas. Oh, poor Diana. Know. She always looks a little sad. Yeah, she like, does. She's I'm, kind of, I'm a little old school, you know, yeah, talking yeah. about stuff like that. But I thought she did fantastic. Her, her shape with that cylinder that she made, that was amazing. Yep. And they, they thought so too. She made mm -hmm. a train and she had done a very good job and did different types of biscuits. I think, did she have, wheels mm -hmm. on top um, and the pinwheels and the pinwheels and maybe even some brandy snaps yes uh, nancy had some brandy snaps she had a brandy yeah. snap roof maybe i'm just thinking tweels and i'm so tweeled out yet even from <laughs> flora from season two oh but, my um, gosh right yeah uh 
I will say that there's a couple bakers that can pipe really well, like Ian and Richard. Mm -hmm. Um, Ian did this Wild West scene with these cowboys that I thought they were super stylized and cute, like really well piped. And I need to tell you that I have to confess that my son and I made a cake that was to look like a husky dog this weekend. How'd it go? (laughs) Um. Are you familiar with the show on Netflix called Nailed It? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, to listeners and to you, Lisa, when you are watching as many baking shows as I am, like other baking shows always pop up as suggestions on Netflix. And one is called Nailed It, where amateur bakers try to replicate like a fancy sure. or well-done cake. And I feel like my husky dog cake with my son looked like I was a contestant on Nailed It. Why it did was you not send me terrible. a picture? I want to see. I can't. Oh, <laughs> it is so bad. It is, it's maybe one of the ugliest things I've ever produced because Aww. I can't pipe. I can't. I can't pipe. And I'm sorry. Uh, so I, how did, what did Elliot think? He loved it. <laughs> well, that, that's all that matters. He helped me bake it and then I cut it and we did... So frosting, I ended up doing like cutout paper for the tongue and face because I'm like, ah, f- this. <laughs> thank you for not making us be um, <laughs> explicit today. Hey, when you do that next time, because I know you're going to make another dog cake, take some, <laughs> I'm serious, take some Starburst and roll it uh-huh. out and make a tongue in the eyes that way. Oh, I, when Dan turned 40, I put, um, some Pac-Man guys on a cake Yeah, yeah, that I, a store-bought cake and you just take some Starburst, warm them up a little bit and you roll them out with your rolling pin. You can cut it right out. I bet that would make a real cute tongue. Oh, cute. That would, yeah, that would. So there's a tip for everyone out there. Well, sorry it didn't turn out for you. I know it tasted fine, but I'm jealous of, uh, Richard also is a really good piper and Louis also, gosh, they're just, I I guess it's just practice, 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 but. um, Louis really such an artist though. He's, he's a beautiful artist. He is. And that shows, and he made an orange and cardamom interlocking biscuit of Mm -hmm. George and the dragon. And it really was impressive. And they were, the judges thought the flavors were beautiful and superbly well done. I have to go Um, completely off topic, but St. George is the patron saint of my Serbian family. That's called a Slava. He is our Slava. Really? Yeah, I asked Dan, I'm like, what's a Slava? He's like, I don't know, but it's called a Slava. So when I first went to my mother-in-law's house, she had, an, uh-huh. I'm sorry, Sylvia, rest in peace, a very kind of poorly painted painting of um, St. George slaying the dragon on the wall. And I'm like, what the heck is happening in this oh, house? Wow. Why oh, does she wow. Have this? And Dan goes, oh, that's, that's, our, our, that's our Slava. That's a Serbian thing. So shout out to all the Serbs. If you're all, you know, Dan's family, if you're listening, St. George is our Slava. Why wasn't it well painted? I, I don't know. It just looked maybe it was because it was maybe, it was kind of maybe, gory, you know. Maybe one of my ancestors painted it for you. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. But sorry, I completely got off topic. I'm like, should I bring it up? Yes, I need to talk about being absolutely married absolutely to a man. No, that kind of makes me want to look into it more, huh? 
George and the Dragon. St. George and the Dragon. So well, his dragon was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. That was really cool. And the fact that he put, didn't he put some chili in there to make it spicy? Come on. I think he did. That's taking it up a notch. Have you done spicy gingerbread? No, I do. You know, when I make ginger snaps, I add a pinch of pepper. And honestly, oh. I, th- I think that that makes it really, really good. My ginger snaps, sorry, amazing. They're amazing. <laughs> They're so, so crunchy. So if anybody wants the recipe, hit me up because they are so nice. good. What did you think of Chetna making this uh, carousel? Eh, I think they made such a huge deal about the top of it. Is it going to stay? Is it going to balance? Is it, uh, you know, like this huge deal? I don't know. I thought it was interesting because Paul said it was well executed and I was looking at that and I was thinking, I think you've been hard on other people for less. I, I, it was fine. It was fine. And yeah, I applaud that she had an original idea and all that, but otherwise I was like, okay, well, I, yeah. it's fine. Okay. But just- I think the real controversy, we say it wrong every time, <laughs> just like in Wesor. Was Enwezor's thing, was his cookie tower, was it 3D? Did it meet the brief? And you didn't make your own fondant. Oh, what the heck? when they showed Mary's face, they asked him that like three I know, times. I know. <laughs> and every time you're like, Enwezor, you have just disappointed Mary again. Look mm-hmm. at her face. She mm-hmm. cannot believe you did not make that fondant. Right, right. So I just feel like he just interpreted it differently. Poor thing. I think you're exactly right. I think it was just actually bad luck. Honestly, I think he yeah. probably thought this is a great idea. And it it's was 3D. It was, it's 3D. It's erect because they said part of the brief was keep your biscuits erect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, yeah, I think it was just an interpretation issue. I do. I think you're right. I um, was confused about when I was watching him make his gingerbread. Yeah. He had like a giant vat of liquid butter. And it was very confusing to me because as everyone knows, I love Crisco and um, that's what I use in mine. I, mm-hmm. I completely use, um, use Crisco. And just to see all that melted butter, I thought, well, that will make it, you know, unusual. And they did say it was soft. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else to say about it because he, uh, he, yeah, it was just all wrong. Luckily, we I don't have think to it was totally his fault anymore. More for sure. Sorry, and we are. Also, Jordan was another person where they said it looked a mess, and I thought I don't think I thought it was messy, but I thought the ideas were kind of cute. I and made a special note to myself because I thought his monster was adorable. Yeah. I do too. The great big mouth. Mm-hmm. It was so cute. And they were like, well, he did, he didn't add this and he didn't add that. I thought it was great. I think I, Jordan has, you know, I was watching him, you know, eat. He's like, I'm just going to eat that. And he, he's very cute. His personality is adorable. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know if he really got a fair shake on this show. Maybe because he, he looks goofy. He has like barrettes in his hair to keep it out of his bakes and stuff. He's adorable. I would love yeah. to talk to Jordan. I'd like to be Jordan's friend. Well, a cu- his were custard and bourbon flavored, which I thought was very original. And they 
they liked. Mm-hmm. They liked. They liked the flavors. The of it. I so would again, love to try a bourbon cookie. Yum. Yeah, I made several notes of how much criticism he got for his display and such, and I thought it was it was a little unfair. But, but can I say, Jordan, why would you do this and not use parchment? Did you see him chiseling that off the tray? <laughs> I'm like, yes. you're obviously amazing at baking, and you put that right on the tray? That's never going to come up. Mm-hmm. And another thing, tip for anybody who's thinking about making some kind of 3D structure The key is cut it out on the paper, remove the excess, don't move the pieces. And all so many of these guys picking up the pieces and moving them. Uh If you're trying to construct something, you want those pieces to be exact. And the minute you lift it up to move it, you're changing an angle, you're adding a bend. My great tip, because obviously everybody knows I'm the world's greatest gingerbread maker. I'm totally joking. But this is just a tip for me. You cut it out on the tray and remove the excess. And it -hmm. it comes out so beautifully and you're able to put it together. So when I was watching them do it, it it kind of bothered me and I was yelling at the television. I think that's a great tip, though. I I think you're totally right. I've tried to move cutouts before and... and, uh, they become very misshapen. And if you're relying on angles to fit together, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a and great if you, tip. if you want everything to come out exactly the same for cutout mm-hmm. cookies, for whatever you're doing, remove the excess, leave it on the tray. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we just have two more bakers to talk about, which is Nancy's gingerbread. That was green tea flavored. Um, Again, another interesting... No, you're making a face. I know. Anytime someone puts like matcha powder, green powder, I'm like, you know what? I love to drink tea. I want my biscuit to have something different, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't Mm know. It's not like I've eaten a lot of things that taste that way, but it just doesn't seem like that. Like, I'm going to go back to you. Is it worth the calories? I don't know. Probably probably not. But her brand well, is what about Kate's? Come on. Amazing. Oh, yeah. And it was cute. Mm-hmm. What about uh, Kate, Kate's lemon and lime biscuits? They said they tasted scene. good. I just think she knocked it out of the park where she, with the apple, she tried with the apple, like, nah, no. But when she bent their little legs so that they would be sitting in the chair, come on. That, yeah. that was really taking an extra, you know putting some extra effort into there. So I think she deserved the praise that she got for that. It was very cute. Yeah. And she sort of collapses down, disappears out of sight and relief. Cause I think she knew she was a little bit with her. Oh, she was fourth in the technical, but yeah. her signature was so poor. Yeah. She brought but, herself um, back with that, with her 3d biscuit. She scene. did. Mm-hmm. She did. Yeah, so I, I thought over well, overall, everybody did pretty well. We did I mean, not talk about Norman. What the heck, Norman? Oh my gosh, how do we forget Norman? Don't just cut out <clears throat> a thousand, what I think look like surfboards <laughs> sticking up. It, I His scene was, it wasn't what he said it was. Mm-hmm. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, we thought your biscuit in the first round was great. And so you just made it again. Yes. 
Um, Norman might be the Allison of the competition where I'd be <gasps> like, ah, I better just, I just better make the same thing again. But, um, <laughs> yeah, quite again, very simplistic. And that becomes sort of his. Yeah. Song, and they keep his, telling him, they keep mm-hmm. telling him up it up. Come on, buddy. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And he just keeps going back to simple. I thought I had made a note to myself about what this, what he did in life where he's doing the symbols for letters. Do you know what I'm talking about? Isn't he a and flag I, man? I wanted to ask you. Isn't he a flag yeah, man? What is, what, like, but what? You, so you he's, do the, the <laughs> thing. I'm making my arms go up and down so Alice can, can see me. But like you you signal with the flags, you know. It's a thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, missed, I missed the part where he'd be holding flags. I thought, what is he talking about? But... They I like just him. think he's hilarious to listen to. I love to, and I, I have my closed captioning on so I can watch. And half the things he says, I have no idea what he's talking about with all his little, um, I don't know, Normanisms. Is he, I'm sorry, British people. Is he Scottish? His, he has kind of a brogue, doesn't he? His accent is really thick and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. I do too. He's always making references to well, things I have no idea about. So. Yep. He, uh, he makes it through. Um, but my friend, big E. Say it gone. one last time. Izawanozar, right? Isn't that it? Awenzar, Anzar, Awezo. I feel like Paul says Awezo at the end. Yeah, he really butchers it. But you got to be used to it. You know, when your name's not Lisa, something a little more unusual. Bob. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he is eliminated and Richard is star Baker and he deserved yes. it because he just did well in all three. Yes. And I feel like his, his showstopper where he did so many techniques, Yes, you know, and also yes. the flavors, he, he just knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. He did. Pirates. He did. I like him with his pencil behind his ear. Now that's the, his trademark. At the ready. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And he's just, you know, just so humble. And I guess all of them are pretty much, but I just like well, his personality. I've got some research to do for next week. Um, some flavors and uh, I'm going to look into digestive biscuits too, I think. And, Ooh, and why don't you back. make one? <laughs> make it in the shape of a husky dog. I would oh, love gosh. that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on that note I think we're done and dusted thank you for listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Soggy Bottom Girls or connect with us at SoggyBottomGirls.com and may all your bakes be worthy of a Hollywood handshake